Welcome back everybody, this is Andrew Schreier with Talking Addiction and Recovery and today we're going to do a special episode that's a little bit separate from what we've been covering on the Cognitive Intervention Series stuff. We're going to get back to that, but for September, I'm going to throw in a couple of episodes on some things that just kind of stand out to me or that I feel are really important to get across because September is Recovery Month and it's really the 30th anniversary of SAMHSA celebrating this as National Recovery Month, which is a substance abuse and health mental health services administration. And the whole month we focus a lot on just focusing on recovery, working with one another, with the patients that we have, the clients that we have, where I work, reaching out to community organizations, putting on events, and just getting the word out there that this is where we are, this is what we do, talk to us about what you do, how can we help people who are trying to overcome the powers of addiction and really embrace recovery. So this month is going to be a couple of episodes that I just want to share and the reason why it's kind of cool to look at is this year the whole theme of it is join the voices for recovery, together we are stronger and of course one way to share that voice which is what I like to do is through this podcast and talking specific issues and things in related to addiction and recovery. So today's topic really focuses on one of the best things that I enjoy doing what I do as a counselor, working with others, is you you do all this talking and counseling and therapy, engaging in services, and at some point or another, you start to see that stuff come alive. So those discussion points and those action plans and all those goals start to kind of you know gain its growth and strength and all of a sudden the fruitation comes and there is something great at the end of that so i experienced something that i want to share because it shows how this is kind of orchestrated and what to do to pay attention to it and as always i want to leave with something that says you know this is what you can do or what you can walk away with because that's what i'm always looking for when i'm reading something, listening to something, uh, going and attending a conference is what can we walk away with and what can I give clients, patients, uh, family members, loved ones, community members, organizations of some important things to walk away with. So I'm calling this episode Talking Points to Life Moments. And that's exactly what it is, is where we talk about these things and then all of a sudden it becomes a part of what we experience in life. And I share stories about clients and patients and experiences that I've gone through, but mostly with working with addiction as a counselor and a clinical supervisor. So this one was a little interesting because there was two previous episodes where I talked about asking for help and how does it work. And I guarantee when I was talking about the asking for help one, I said this was going to be a reoccurring theme because it's really hard not the easiest thing to do. Everyone thinks that they can do it on their own. And time and time again, shown that we can't do this by ourselves. And yet we struggle when it comes to asking for help. The other episode was how does it work? In which I talked about how that's a popular saying, a phrase in the recovery community and support groups where it works if you work it. And I got into specifics as far as what does that really mean? How do you apply that? So both of these two issues are going to come together in this story that I share about meeting with a friend of mine for coffee 
and how I use these examples and I apply it and I look at how it works with this in the addiction and recovery world and addiction counseling and realize that this can benefit people just as much. So there's a friend of mine who we get together when we can and get together for coffee or breakfast and we do everything from catching up on what's going on in our lives, with our work, uh, current books that we're reading, all these different things we start talking about and catching up on. Now, all of a sudden, he starts to talk about the podcast and listening to it. And he starts to share about how when he listens to my podcast and he's listening to other ones, what he started noticing was how it doesn't sound as well. Like the recording that I was using, it sounded a little choppy. There weren't as many things that you could focus on. Sometimes it was a distraction. Couldn't really tell where I was. And then compared to some other podcasts that he was listening to that it was much clearer, it was more sound, it sounded professional, and that was something that gained his attention and that helps him focus on the podcast is that clear sounding voice. Now there's two things that come up out of this, which is both the previous topics I discussed about, which is asking for help and how does it work. So he just tells me, hey, all you got to do is go out there buy a simple recording microphone maybe and some headphones that will help clear out the voice and make it just sound a little professional. He's not telling me to go out there and spend, you know, a couple hundred bucks. Or he's not telling me to go take some classes. He's not telling me that I need to get like a professional studio. The other thing he's not telling me is just, oh yeah, it sounds great. You're doing good and let it go forward. Like clearly there is something that he heard and he felt comfortable sharing that with me. And I was comfortable receiving that feedback because for the first part is I knew he was listening to it. So that automatically opened up my receptiveness to what he was telling me. But here's the other point I want to talk about is asking for help is a challenge. It's difficult. It will be one over and over again where we will try and do it on our own. We think we can handle it. We will struggle with thinking that we're weak, that we can't do it on our own. There might be embarrassment over asking. So that is always going to be an issue that we battle and face. Now, the flip side of that coin, another issue with that is, well, if it's not about us asking for help, what about us offering help? And I don't even want to get to that point yet, even though that's a huge part of recovery you see it a lot in support groups we talk about that as counselors you know that you the importance of giving back and helping others that that's a huge part of the whole addiction counseling and the grassroots history that it has but the one area that i think is even more important when it comes to you needing help for your own recovery and getting through the struggles and obstacles of addiction is if you can't and you struggle with asking for help, the one thing you don't want to do is reject help when someone's offering it to you. So think about that for a moment. If you are struggling with something and you're having a hard time saying, hey, I need help with this, or I could use help with this. I need you for this. Are you able to do this for me? If you're having a hard time doing that, The one thing you don't want to close off is the idea when someone offers you help and you decide not to take it or reject it. When I was sitting there, and it was a little 
embarrassing. I'll even acknowledge that, that here he is telling me about my podcast, telling me that doesn't sound right. I could have been like, wow, it sounds crappy. He doesn't like it. No one else is going to like it. No wonder why no one's listening to it. I could have said, okay, that sounds good and, and moved on. But that's not what I did. For this example, I listened to him and took in his feedback because I realized that he wanted me to improve on it and do better. He could have easily just said, sounds great. Good job. Keep doing it and moved on. But he took a chance to really offer me that help as well. So think of all the times someone offered you help where they said, hey, you know, how about do this or why don't we do this or um, do you need this or tell you what, let me help you out with this. The reason why is that if we're not going to ask for help and we reject the help that's offered to us, we're going to close a lot of doors and potentially burn some bridges that aren't going to be there when we really need it because that opportunity isn't always going to happen again. So in a way, when you look at it, it's like in basketball where you hear the term alley-oop and it's kind of like when someone tosses you the ball, you need to go up there, get it and throw it down is what they say. And sometimes it doesn't always go well. There's plenty of, I'm sure you can go to YouTube and find some bloopers on alley-oops, but the purpose is you got to try and go up there and get it. So when someone throws you an opportunity for help and when they say something that is along the lines of, you know, um, do you need some help or, Hey, I'm willing to do this for you. Or how about this? Really think about taking them up on that opportunity. Really think about what it is that they're providing you. And the idea of that, you know, this person's offering it to me without me even asking. So if my barrier before was asking for help, that's been removed by the fact that now this person is offering me help. And I need to do what I can to take it and, run with it because he's one of the few who've done that for me. So telling me about needing to get a recorder, a microphone, get some headphones, and it's going to make it sound better. Well, guess what? That's what I did. And if you listen to some of my earlier podcasts, they did not sound the best compared to now. And you can hear now this one is so much more clear and sounds more professional. And I left the other ones on purpose to illustrate this point. When I first got this equipment, I was like, you know what? I'm going to have to do everything all over again and talk about the same episodes and go through it and make it sound much more clear because that's what people want. But the purpose of this whole podcast was to just tell it how it is and provide just a, a straightforward way of how some of this stuff works. And this is what happened. You know, the, the first recordings were just strictly from my iPad, nothing else. And then all of a sudden, I got some help, someone offered some support, I took it and decided to run with it really and got a decent microphone, got some headphones that worked, got some software that actually records really well and now things are sounding even better than before. So part one of that is when someone offers help, take them up on that chance or at least listen to what they have to say and see if it's something that you can do. If you're not going to ask for help, which is going to be a struggle all the time, that that is. There's no other way around that. I've seen it time and time again. No matter how many years of sobriety people have or even if they're not even sober yet and they're still using, asking for help is really difficult. So the one thing 
you always want to stay open to is receiving help when it's being offered. You know, it's almost like they're tossing it up for you and you're just letting it go fly into the stands. And you can't let that happen. Try really hard to recognize when help is being given, when someone is offering something to you, and look at how can I take that and use that for some challenges that I'm facing, obstacles that I'm going through, goals that I'm trying to accomplish, and so on and so forth. Now, the other part of this story fits perfectly with it works if you work it, but how does it work? And in that episode, I talked about the one story of the guy who was in debt, a significant amount of money, and he wasn't really willing to put in the money to overcome his payment to get off of probation. And I explained how if he would have just done a little bit here, a little bit there, that that would have been putting effort into it. And that could have changed his outcome, but he decided not to put anything into that, even invest a little bit into getting off of probation. So in this story, he's talking to me about needing to get a microphone, getting some headphones. And I was thinking about that on, you know, like, oh, that's going to be like some more money. How much I really want to invest in this. I don't know if I want to do that. And from there, it kind of really got into where am I with my investment into the podcast? What am I willing to put into it to make it work if I really want it to work? So if I want this to sound better and for listeners to have good quality and to say that that sounds good just on a a level of hearing it, then I need to be able to invest into that and put some work into it. And I also realized after he told me that, he's telling me he listens to multiple podcasts And then he's listening to mine too. And then I was asking myself, well, how many podcasts do I listen to? I listen to music a lot, watch movies a lot, documentaries, all that, so on and so forth, and I read. But if I wanted to up my game and get better at doing the podcast recording and making it work, what was I doing to make it work? I was having writing down things I wanted to talk about. I was putting in some effort there, but when it comes to other stuff with the proper equipment and making sure I'm being professional, what was I putting into that? So from there, making it work meant listening to a bunch of different podcasts. So now I make it a habit of at least trying to listen to one or two podcast episodes per week and listening to different ones too, not just ones based on similarity to this or in my field, but ones in relation to a bunch of other things like running. So I listened to some ultra running ones. There was some story ones that I was listening to. So just a variety of listening to it because that's where listening to them and hearing how other people do their podcasts is going to make me help me do better at that. But that takes work. That's putting in work. That means listening to some podcasts that might actually suck. Uh, Although I give people credit for just doing it in the first place because I know it's not the easiest thing to do or listening to a podcast that might not sound the best or that might have nothing to do with what I'm trying to accomplish. But it means putting in that work instead of spending that time doing something else, which isn't going to go towards that podcast. Okay. And the other part is putting the work in means other things like getting the microphone and getting the headphones, doing the research behind it, doing tests with it and seeing what it sounds like and all that. That's putting work into it. That's investing into trying to improve and make this podcast better and better. And sometimes our goals 
and our plans take investment on different levels. Maybe it is sometimes financially. Maybe it is doing something um, itemize-wise. So that happens in the recovery world too. You know, when you talk about trying to do new things, like let's take hobbies and activities and interests. And when you stop using drugs and you get into recovery, there's a lot of idle time. And one of the things is idle time is a devil's playground. And boredom is a big thing that people in recovery struggle with. And there's a lot going on with that. There's, there's more than I'm going to talk about in this episode. But all of a sudden, it's trying to get back into healthy activities, some fun hobbies. What do you enjoy doing? And everyone knows this. Not all this stuff is for free. You want to get into something, you want to get involved with something, you want to get into a new hobby, habit, you might have to look at, like, am I investing into it? We all know there was plenty of investment going on into the using. And we don't want you to take the same approach, you know, because let's be honest, some people were doing things that were harmful to themselves, harmful to others to make ends meet. Understand that, but it's not like, I don't want you to go rob you know, the store to pay for a new hobby, you know, but I want you to be able to look at saving and investing and being better with money management so that when it comes down to doing something that you want to put effort into and time into, then you have that. If you're trying to get into a new hobby, a new activity, you need to spend some morning that some money into that. I know I have a patient who loves to do um, airplane flying, the remote control airplanes, and that costs money. That does. Try having that kind of a hobby when you're using drugs all the time and scrapping together for that and doing and working extra hours to pay for that and doing who knows what else. That's not what I want you to do to try and pay for the planes, you know, in this particular case. But you need to, if you want to make that work, he knows that there's got to be some investment into this, that there's got to be some money put into it And if you want to make that work, it works because you work it and you take the time or the the energy, the investment, the resources, what it is to into those plans. So that was one of the things I was talked about when it comes to it works if you work it and you got to work it by doing all those things. So when I was with my friend and he's telling me about needing to get a new microphone and a headset that wasn't like the biggest thing to ask for. I mean, imagine if you had said something bigger, like, you know, you need to go to podcast classes and you need to build a studio and all that kind of stuff. But even so, I bought something more than he was telling me. He was telling me even a simple pair of headphones that don't really cost that much could probably do the better trick. But that showed me that there was a need to work this better and to commit to this more if I wanted to make it work. And I want to make it work. That means a lot to me. So that's why I'm deciding to do that. So in the end, this is why I love doing what I do. Is you start to have these discussions and sessions. You talk about these things with people. Talking about it in the podcast. Writing about it in the book. Having conversations with people of all these things. And there are moments where you wait to see that unfold. And you wait to see those things happen in real life. And this is one of those examples where two previous talking points I made really came to life in this one interaction that I had with my friend. 
And because of it, and being aware of that, and paying attention to that, and knowing those things, I was able to use those things to improve and do better with this podcast. So we'll talk more about stuff like this later. Looking forward to what Recovery Month has. I'll share some things about that. I'm looking forward to doing a podcast on Narcan, which has been discussed a lot and talked about the pros and cons and all that. And I'll give my feedback on that and we'll continue to look at what we can do for Recovery Month. Hope you learned something. Talk to you soon.